Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The sun is shining, we're out really and about. Nice. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We're in the middle of town. Old London town, we're in Hyde Park. Yes. As uh, you probably heard last week, I said, I run in Hyde Park, it's lovely. You yeah. want to go down? And Paul said yes, and we just did it. Why not? We just did we it. Didn't we didn't wait. Did it. <laughs> and we it's, made it happen. Uh, we're going around the uh, periphery. This is... Uh, Horses. Yeah, yeah. Horses come here. Yeah, but there's so, so nice few and horses. Soft. Yeah. It's funny, you see loads of people, obviously, quite rightly, it's all sort of like laid out for cyclists and runners and stuff. But there's also the horses track, which is nice yeah. soft surfaces. Yeah, really nice, and yeah. there aren't that many horses. No. So, you know. No, it's lovely. I've, uh, I've said, let's take it this way. We just came from Speaker's Corner. And while I was, we just met there and I was there first, I was just reading the tourist yeah. signs. And they spend as much time talking about the hecklers as the speakers. Yeah. <laughs> Just a comedian, I found. I haven't been, Twice. I've never been at Speaker's Corner. I've heard it's pretty, uh, pretty wild. Yeah, it's kind Have of you ever been down there in sort of I've real time? I've kind of witnessed it. I didn't, right. I've never been to see it. I've kind of right. come past. Yeah. I've seen it and thought, oh. Yeah. So that's real. And it is, it's odd, because obviously there's a lot of crossover with, I don't know, stand-up street theatre. Right. The House of Commons, whatever you want. Yeah. To compare with it, but but in another way, it's a, it's a thing all its own. And is it it's and, like and, having and, a controlled oratorial madness as a hobby? And is it literally anyone? Yeah, that's the, right. Okay. You know, it's a uh, small s socialist doctrine. You get up right. and say what you like. Nice. What could possibly person, go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. only person I ever knew who did it was a. Uh, a comedy promoter who should remain nameless. Yes. Who was provably a bit of an odd bod yeah, yeah, in other yeah. ways. Yeah. So that's kind of telling. I am not saying that anyone and everyone who ever came to Simply Because Corner was, you know, there's just something peripheral about it. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of, it's quite wonderfully eccentric, isn't it? Particularly like the now idea. the internet exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. 
I'm gonna. I think I am gonna have to veer. To yeah, the sure. Point. Let's let's peel to the middle. Let's make sure we go the right way. We'll come. Let's do it, and then we'll, come we'll back hit the to outside here. later. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. You don't want to miss it. There's some. I've seen this a couple of times. There's a couple of ducks over there. They're nowhere near any water. It's like the shores are like around there somewhere. They said there was a lake. <laughs> yeah. You take the tube oh, into the middle of town. Look for the lake as advertised. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, nothing at all. That's funny. We're heading to find this loop because I just remembered that the block we're heading for now is the one we got to on one of the earliest. So is it that one? It must be there. There. Think so? That's the water fountain. Jim right, so were going and drinking water there, and it was on our 20-mile run in the first. Few I was thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. and we, we were, were going to need to hydrate. I was really this thirsty. This shop down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't make it. <laughs> Some, some episodes were better lost. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your running? How are you feeling? How's your leg? My running's been fine. My running's been... I've been doing exercises every day. Yeah. I've been doing little, literally little 15, 20-minute runs Good. every other day. And I have started yoga. Yeah, I've started gosh. to do yoga, yeah, which is a, uh, That's brilliant. a sentence I never thought I'd utter. <laughs> so, what, 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 because the other day, again, it's a bit like us being here, we seem to be embracing things as they come up as lockdown loosens and your injury retreats. And we talked about yoga, and then the next day you were like, where shall I start? So, what, what happened? How did it go? Well, I started doing, be- I did beginners, I just started doing beginners yoga with, uh, our mate Adrienne. Yeah. Adrienne! She is good though, isn't she? Oh, she's great. She's great. She's, uh, she's just really natural and obviously knows what she's doing. It's quite hard to straddle a chasm between beginner and expert, isn't it, in yes. yoga? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. you can either... It's quite tricky, Yeah. obviously, the whole thing. But, but I the, think... She's great. I think yeah. she's excellent. I think also, like, like all these sort of yin-yangy things... There's a third one, you know, there's like, you've got the beginners and you've got the absolute yoga geniuses. Yes. And uh, you've also got this third idea, which is that she's just trying to lead us to whatever we want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find, you know. you find your own way with it. So. And I think that she was saying on the one I was doing yesterday that, uh, you know, that's something she learned from doing it online. Yeah. Is that you, it's how many different people are in how many different places, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. looking back to her teaching up to classes she's thinking i don't think i was catching everyone yeah 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 she's you know, uh it says it's 20p if you got 20p no i haven't no i've got the uh, i've got my card though we'll see what can, we'll see what we can do see what we can do well good luck yeah 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 you see these um crows over here yeah well wow. while you're in the toilet yeah. There was like a squawking in a tree, and you think, oh, there goes the birds, so this will be fun, something yeah. interesting happening. Yeah. They chased uh, a parakeet out, loads Did of crows, <laughs> little green parakeet. <laughs> the, you, you chuckle, but. Hey, look, here comes it. a dog, look, here comes a dog, look. Oh, I can catch the, the crows. Well, they, <laughs> I, I believe that they caught and ate the parakeet. Really? Oh, my goodness. It was really scary. We watched the birds the other day, and that was blooming like it. This is quite funny, though. The, the optimism of dogs chasing birds just never yeah, yeah. It's the birds have one little advantage. <laughs> Crucial. It's weird the way there's loads of black dogs as well. Yeah, that, it's, that's like a, it's quite. A, it's a slightly macabre scene we're witnessing here. Isn't it, it is, and as I black say, dogs watch the chasing birds with the black kids the other birds. day. It's still pretty strong. And what if these dogs and birds 
suddenly decide to work together. Yeah, yeah, and chase us. Should we go and pick up where we were? Let's do it. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. So, the so they basically they've slaughtered. You've witnessed. Yeah, the, see, the dogs have found the bird. They've slaughtered now. the parakeet. This is awful. Couldn't the parakeet fly off? I mean, wasn't the well? It, the, the crows caught it. They're bigger. They were right. And kind of pecked it out of the air. Oh I'm feeling goodness. a bit traumatized. Oh, that's just, that's that was awful. Tough. That's really tough. Nature, red in tooth and claw. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you remember the birds? You remember the bit where they're all under, where they attack the kids at the yes. school? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> scary, scary. <laughs> scary stuff. So, yeah, yeah, we the yoga. You, you did your beginner's yoga. Yeah, so I'm total. So like, I couldn't start the the 30 days thing. It's just a total 25 minute beginner thing that I've, that I've done like four times. Yeah, oh, that's fair week, enough. Which is just, just really, really basic because I'm so sort of structurally slightly broken by years and years of running yep. in one way that's worked undoubtedly. I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I can do it, but I have to find Well, you can express way. it positively. You've specialised. Yeah. Yeah. I've... Uh, but in terms of yoga, it's like it was when, when she says, uh, initially, just sit down cross-legged yeah. and let's get into the pose. I can't do that. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's Don't like worry. dropping a bag of spanners on yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah. She always says, uh, we'll start today. If it, I say she always says, if it's a sitting down one. She says, we, we'll start today in a nice, comfortable seat. And then she sits on the ground and crosses her legs. Yeah. And I'm like, thanks, can't yeah. do it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, if we can put a, it's constant if we can put a head over our heart and a heart over our pelvis. Yeah. And I'm like, if yeah. I could do that, I'd be some kind of magician. <laughs> yeah. But, but I it's, do because I've got it's such good to try these roly roly shoulders. You know, yes. it's really you know, there's things you come up against like if you lie on your back with your kind of feet on the floor, you know, like back on your back but with your knees up. Yeah. Having the knees up. Yeah. Um then uh should do things like, you know, do a little bridge, lift your hips up by putting your yeah. knees up and just say, hey, your head on the floor. Which is really good for glutes. Actually, yeah, it's all good. It's great for the front. It's gentle on your, really gentle, good stretches for the front of your legs and your glutes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I do that, there's like a six inch extra roll created by the distance between my shoulder blades and the back of my neck. Right. Adrian doesn't know about that. No. She doesn't know about that. Specific ridiculousnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, so you got, as you said, you got to find your own way with it. And, yeah, and just do what you can. Like sometimes, I just find myself totally defeated just looking at Adrian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I kind of get back into it. But it's in, and it's literally the level I'm at. It's like three or four moves over yeah. 20, 25 minutes. I think that's so. And fair it's, enough. But it feels. I mean, like the first time I did it, just. Locking my hands and putting them in the air, I found quite tough on my arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason, <laughs> it's weird. But I mean, I'm feeling stronger quite quickly, actually. But it's really great for for being progressive. Oh, I've, I do believe that you know it works and you do get better, but it's very gentle and slow. Yeah. And it can, you know, I think that you only get to where your own body is due to be, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It fe- I'll tell you what it feels like. I just me now. It feels like. When people have just started running and they're on the path to 5K. Yeah. It feels like you can participate in the, in the trajectory of progress in something else. Yes. Which is nice. I'm looking forward to it. But the, the, the main takeaway is I do feel I'm going to continue to do it. Yeah, good. That's the main thing. I already feel a little bit different, a slightly stronger, more open the way I'm standing. and Yeah. Stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So that's, I mean, that's good, man. Me and Julia, with her working... 
we only get to it. We could do it like four times a week if we did it on the weekends. Yeah. But we've got to keep it up with three times a week. Yeah. You know, and because we do tend to go through the 30 days to give us a kind of path, yeah. I always feel a bit guilty that we're not doing it in a month. Yeah, yeah. But A, you want to factor it into your life in an ongoing sense. Yeah. And B, I do miss it when we don't do it. Yeah. And C, when I do it, my wife's not there, I get embarrassed. Right, okay. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Feels like a proper yoga class when my wife's there. And also yeah. interesting because we've got, we both find different bits difficult. Yes. Whereas yeah, yeah. it's just me and Adrian, I just don't keep expecting. Sorry, Adrian. 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 I feel like I'm wasting your time here. You keep expecting us to pop ahead and say, What are you doing, Rob? What exactly is that? What are you an idiot? Yeah, yeah. But no, going, she's great. She's really good fun. Yeah, I'm going right back to what I said when I first did it. I do think her balance of the silly the effortless balance of the silly and the serious yes is yeah 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 something quite self deprecating yeah and she'll just go yeah. from saying what she really means yeah to saying something stupid yes yeah 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 and, yeah. and they both have the same weight yeah no she's great and uh, it's a shame people can't see me attempting to do the downward dog just for do you wanna, just for slapstick value. Do you want to try it out for a photo? Yeah. <laughs> of course, if you did it now, you might get a horse poo on your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep left and stay by the yeah. fence. It's funny, the only problem with this bit is we're coming down Park Lane, so it's actually quite a lot of roady, but the path is really nice. And yeah. There's no one on it. Um, coming to the end of it. And how's your, how's your ring ringing? We're going to be chatting a little bit about Michelle today. Yes. Michelle's continuing adventures, which yeah. have been amazing. Absolutely amazing. We've been logging in every day. She's had an incredible experience. She shared it with us. People have really responded within the community. Yes, and of course, um, if you have been following it online and everything, then you know it's all come to an end and just the most amazing thing. But Michelle sent us her diary, her kind of recorded journal, and we've got it for you. And uh, this is... Uh, whole of part two and of course second half of 10 and 10 we're going to dig a little bit deeper but let's go straight let's go straight to Michelle let's uh, have a little bit of uh, day five over to you Michelle uh, so it's day five and it's 10 to nine and uh, so it's 40 minutes till we start and uh, what a difference a day makes uh, it's a beautiful morning here in the Lake District it was peated out rain earlier but um, it stopped now and um, I'm just standing looking over Windermere I'm um, really looking forward to another loop around this beautiful lake. Um, I've been noticing the bluebells every day, um, so I'm going to try to take a few photos of that today. Um, although my legs are feeling really good, and I kind of half feel uh, that another fast one might be coming on. Might be having to hold back that Ferrari after all. <laughs> Off we go. Well, I'm at mile nine, now on day five, and it's... Uh, been a bit of a mixed run really it started quite well um, it's, it's very painful it's still really hurting quite a lot and uh, i think it's messing my head a bit um i got really excited going past hawks at school this morning the children were all out really cheering and yeah they're doing virtual high fives again and i just love that and uh, missing the children that i teach at my school so i'm thinking of them and so yeah, I, I loved it, but I probably ran a bit too fast uh, for the next couple of miles and then paid. Uh, so I just caught myself going, running down this last hill, having quite a strong road for myself. And uh, yeah, <laughs> sorts of things like, you know, come on, just crack on. So I need a toenail. You've got some people on old toenails, it's fine. Just stop listening to it. 
and uh, <laughs> get over yourself. Not very kind words, maybe, but um, sometimes you need to be tough with yourself. Uh, anyway, I feel it's better now, so that's good. And uh, yeah, I can run, run another few months now. <laughs> and that was that. I, beyond that recording, I, uh, I lost it for a bit and I had a, quite a struggle. Um, this recording this much, much later in bed. Um, I've got through the worst of it now, um, and, and my head is set ready for day six tomorrow. Um, but it's not been easy to get to this point, and um, yeah, it's it's really weird because on one hand it's like it's so lovely, you know, it was amazing to be out there. I saw donkeys and all sorts of things I hadn't spotted before, and yet every step from pretty much from after that recording at my mile nine it was just excruciating um i've got a black toe which i'm not sure what i'm going to do about that for tomorrow so i need to go and make a plan really um yeah tomorrow could be interesting um but you know only five more to go now so we've done 131 miles and uh yeah, I'm going to introduce the idea of more marathons to my legs uh, one day at a time, so shush, don't tell them. <laughs> night, night. After last week's stuff, you can hear Michelle, they're going out pretty positive with the kind of sunshine. Yes. But I think it's a, it's a negotiation, isn't it, between really seeing the magnitude of the task and... Uh, cracking on with it you know still being yes. yeah, yeah, positive yeah. still kind of wanting to run fast yes amazing thing yeah yeah it's uh it's a form of madness isn't it a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do think that it's been an influence on me running all the time you know i was saying last week that i had a really incredible week of kind of hippie-ish yeah running all over the place in the really nice summer like green yeah and uh this way and um and I kind of carried that on last week. Right. Even though when we went out, I think it might have been last Monday we went out, early last week anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. It was last Tuesday because I went on a long run and saw Natalie Haynes on the Monday. Right. Oh, nice. And I was just feeling tired and quite heavy-legged from all the week before running. Anyway, in the end, last week I, I upped my mileage by 10%. Nice. Taking me to about a sort of 38-mile week. Classic. And, Classic. Uh, that's the way to do it. But also because I wanted to... Uh, uh, get a bit of a break. I actually did that in five days rather than seven. Right, okay. So that was a Monday to Friday. So you took the weekend and then off? took the full two days off at the weekend. Nice. Felt good. I finished the week going up and down the park and walk from my house. So that's uh, seven miles. Right. And I did a proper... Um, Surge at the end, did you? Negative split, yeah. Right. So I wasn't, I wasn't going super slow on the way out, but I, I, I sat back and took my time. Yeah. And then I ran the trip back. It was really? kind of instead. I had to do it fast so that I could justify not going out for a really faux put, park run. The hammer down, yeah. And yeah, it felt great. I mean, you know, it's cheap really because it starts downhill. But I do think it's only slightly downhill. If and when I get to uh, uh, whatever kind of 5k park run or whatever it might be, yeah, I'm hoping just finding some sense of pace in the be, later stages. You're going to be storming it, mate. You're going to be at the front. You're going to be one of those front guys. <laughs> when they do the turn and come back, you're going to be one of those bouncing guys at the front. <laughs> With the kids. Yeah. <laughs> the teenagers who go... <laughs> they sort of on their phone. 
Well, checking I was, their messages and running in 16 I was, Well, no, I was chatting to... Uh, <laughs> I did a, the Runner's World podcast the other day because I wanted to chat to me about some column I'd written. And uh, I was reminded of the guy who did like a 19... Should we go that way? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, of course. Oh, one. The guy did like a 19... 25k part run, pushing a baby and on the phone. <laughs> yes, that's how irritating right. he was. <laughs> really, Amazing. just on the right side of posh, not posh posh, but kind of yeah. cheerfully well spoken. He's the he's got and the, just just this bouncing is the away. Come with yeah, Hackney Masters. Long dark hair. Hackney what Marshall. an amazing runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just hard not to resent it. <laughs> yeah, my experience with yeah, that was me that just the kid, angry behind the kid in the pushchair was dressed as a knight with a sword. Yeah, and yeah. I obviously overtook it at the beginning, thinking, when I'm running past him, the go with the pushchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then suddenly find a couple of minutes later this sword right. moving yeah, yeah, into view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn it! Yeah. So fast. Let's hope all that can come back at some stage. Well, it sounds like you're in a... You're in a great stage. I'm really enjoying You're it. I'm great, starting to feel a little bit... A great period um, of training. Um, achy, stretchy. But uh, I'm working towards a bit of a break. You know, I don't right. want to break myself on the wheel a bit. Yeah. But I kind of thought I'm going to try and just do a, a rough kind of training loop, i.e. try and get up to a high mileage week. Right. Maybe get to 50. Yeah. Which means another week or two of increments, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then after that, I'll... Oh, can I drop my bit of paper? I'll um, take some time and just basically do these, getting the mileage back up. Yeah. Uh, it's pre-marathon training, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think when it does come time to actually running a marathon, I will attempt a higher mileage training schedule. Right. Yeah, well, that's... So uh, the 26.2 isn't such a shock to the system. I think you're... You're playing it well. Yeah. I think that, you know... Incremental rises every week. Yeah. Nice. And trying all kinds of things and kind of pushing at it. But I think in the, the quiet, like, like the, the still waters part of that is I run further and slightly less fast than I used to. Right. And I'm kind of curating that, you know? Yeah. I was chatting these uh, people on the podcast were saying, oh, Vassos wears his shorts constantly underneath his trousers. Yeah. Just slightly, slightly skunky, isn't it? Uh, but just in case he fancies a run. Yeah, right. So he just runs home or whatever. He's one of those guys. It's good to be able to just yeah. jump. Just jump in and well, start running. I noticed that this, these running clothes I'm wearing now, I have to say, I've kind of been wearing them all week. Yeah. You know, I replace key details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not the same <laughs> pants. Yeah. But still, I think that... And I do, you know, I'm someone now who will run. Robin is fresh pants. You got fresh pants. Fresh pants, especially for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, um, this bit just here. Um, was it? It was Sophie Rayworth's birthday the other day, wasn't it? That's right. And just the day before it happened, I was thinking of her because just on this very spot, yeah, we've got this green space on our right and the road on our left. Green space is where they have the food festival at the start of the Royal Parks half. All right, okay. And on the left, the road here is the start line. Nice. And uh, when I ran, ran here for the first time the other day, I uh, just remembered that I was at the, um, you know, in the tent before the start with yes. the celebrity places. The celebrity enclosure. And I was chatting to oh, all kinds of people. Yeah. But um, Sophie Ray was there. And then... 
we went down to the start line. I was like, I've got to go to my uh, funnel. I don't know where I'm starting. Yeah. And she was like, oh, no, don't worry about that. And I, it wasn't just me. There was like kind of four of us, you know. Right. And she, she just walked down like to the start line. Right. <laughs> and then just went up to the fence and they just opened it and we all walked nice, through. It was like, nice. It was like Goodfellas. That's national yeah. news. Yeah. That's what the news gets That's the news. That's Anchor Man. <laughs> Living anchor the dream. Woman. Anchor Woman. That's right. Anchor Running Woman. Living the dream. <laughs> So happy birthday, Sophie. Yeah, happy again. birthday. Honestly, I went out and ran my PB, so I think nice. that start line really helped. It can help, certainly, yeah. So that's good. Going for the... I'm, I'm at the stage where I've got a... Uh, there's a 5K in mid-July. Yeah. That I've got half an eye on. I just need to take it very gradually. Yeah. When I was listening to you then talking about increasing mileage by 10% a week, which is exactly what you should do. Yes. It just emphasised to me how I'm not like that. Well, Eleanor was saying that when she was on it when you were off. She was just saying, well, it's all very well if you've got a reasonably high mileage and you want to increase it carefully. Yeah. That 10% is a really good idea. But when you're coming up from nothing, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, oh, give me some miles. This is going to take forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need, it needs a slightly more sophisticated graph, doesn't it, really? But especially when you're used to doing higher mileage. Yes. So, I'm, I'm, so what all I'm saying is it, it's well within my realms to go, you know, 10, 12 mile a week. Yeah. 25 and then go 50 because I'm feeling good yeah, and then and get that, injured that would, and then I'm back that's very dangerous so it's just, like, it's just like, like this guy's doing painting yeah that's beautiful oh, isn't that's it that's nice isn't it that's he gorgeous. has painted some horses that aren't there planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's... I got close enough to... 
to witness the conversation about the art. Rob okay. Poynton. Yes. He's a regimental artist. Oh, it's for the... And he shows at Panzerill oh. Hall. Yes, it's for the, for the army, for the horse people. Yes. The horse, the army horse people. Oh, yeah. Is that their the horse official of, The horse of the ears. <laughs> um, and it's a... Blummy, I'll tell you what, he can paint that lad. Yeah, I lovely. I said to you on a second series, mate. Yeah. You should go for it. No, I love stuff I like that. I think they're that for the living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I said to me, but you're being paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said, Are you on a commission? He said, Yes. So, you're trying to be uh, strict with yourself in terms of not increasing too much. I'm trying to to resist the, the pig headed uh, notions that mean that I've been caught in this cycle of just like injured, get a little bit fit, get fitter, think, Wow, I'm coming back again, get injured. A little bit fit, fit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just that kind of cycle. Yeah. And just try and work out. Basically, just, not, you've got to get beyond I've got 10% break fit. Well, no, I've got, I've got, a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, uh, it feels a little bit like society. I'm, I'm, I'm striving for the, for the old normal. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to get You've got to develop a whole new I've, scene. I've, I've, got a, I've, got, I've just got to get a slightly new way of doing things. Well, that's a good way of thinking about it, because when it comes down to it, although I'm going, oh, I'm loving it, I've done lots of miles, it's the same rhythm. It's definitely yeah. a, an into the future running pattern, not a get back to where we were running but you're, pattern. But you're, you're sort of, you're on a slightly different trajectory than me, because you, you are a bit younger, aren't you? I don't think physically. That's certainly not the way I perceive it. No, but <laughs> but you are though. Yeah, but as a, I think that when we first ran together, our age difference was fairly significant. But as a fraction of our overall ages, we're both blooming fifteen when it comes down to it, aren't we? I yeah, mean, well, yeah, you're fifteen a bit. I'm not quite there, but right, six of one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just noticed. Around 50 51, that things started getting a bit different. Oh, damn. A bit harder. And look, as if, look, look, there's yogi happening. Oh, excellent. Yoga, you know. We've just crossed the road. I didn't know this when I was here the other day, but we've actually come out of Hyde Park yeah. and come into Kensington Gardens. Right. Nice. Same park. Same park. There's a road going across the middle. And, and we have to give a shout out to, well, unfortunately, there's been some. Some tragedy in the running world, some natural and some other first. Yeah. For, well, well, let's do let's do Ron Hill first. He, yeah, yeah. He died. Absolutely. Um, R.I.P. Ron Hill, o- such a legend. Over the weekend, and he was uh, he was someone that I was really. He, he was just a real sort of mentor figure from a distance when I was a kid. Yes. Just a just a classic Harrier runner. Ran for England, probably the fastest marathon runner in the world about 1969, 1970. Yes. Only the second man anywhere in the world to run a marathon under two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. Pre, Pre-vapor flies, pre-electrolytes. Yeah, yeah. Uh. But that was what I was going to say, is that that is true. But also, that's what was great about him. And it's a little bit, reminds me some, somewhat of you in terms of his attitude. Because he was definitely a, a brilliant natural runner. He was, yeah. But he was not... Um, he was not afraid to look at the 
what it all meant. Yeah, he yeah, worked yeah. in textiles and developed yeah, he was real running innovator. materials. And, and also, he was trying out different um, uh, diets and things. Like he did, yeah, totally, he was one totally. of the first people to try carb loading. Yeah, and After really saying the one before that, what's one that people went to before that? Gly glycosamine? Yeah. I'd, I'd, and he did that and he, it was good. He was really he was looking good for the Olympics and he came sixth. And he said it was because of his fueling. He'd got his fueling wrong. But just his attitude to yeah, fueling he, and clothes. He was very experimental. Was so modern. Yeah, really, really experimental. And uh, I think Munich, he's getting a bit nerdy, but I think Munich just came a couple of years too late for him. Yeah, right. He was just 1970. He was, he was, just, he was just perfect. He sort of overtrained a bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, and he, he famous, just what past the. Famously ran twice a day and once on Sunday for about 20 odd years. No, no, that, this is it. This came up recently when, uh, when Martin Hutchinson did his uh, RED run every day 100 days. Right. So it's amazing, it's incredible, and it is. But Ron Hill, someone said, What about Ron Hill? Ah, he ran every day, more than a mile a day. Yeah. Every day, yeah, for 52 years, yeah, 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 yeah. 52 years, nearly 53 years, I think. Wow. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, it that's, that's longer than some people are alive, and, uh, but, and also <laughs> incredibly unreconstructed yeah. in his relationship to pain. In that yeah, right, he ran on a broken leg, yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? He's one of those yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, I mean, you could possibly say. He got even. He got possibly two into the streak idea. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he running had, on a broken he, leg, and, and he everything. ran with a cracked sternum as well, didn't he? he had like a chest injury. He constantly, he constantly broke things and kept running. Yeah. But he just lo loved running, and obviously, it meant a lot to so many people. Yeah. So he's uh, he was absolutely great. sorely missed. And there's no, there's no replacing him. He's a legend to running. So here's to him. I would heartily, uh, 115 marathons. He did. I would heartily recommend his his biographies, Long Hard Road, Part One and Two. Very expensive nowadays on uh, eBay or whatever, but they're really amazing books. Incredible. Um, talking to people who break things and carry on running, we should maybe get back to Michelle um, and uh, find out how things went on uh, back on day six. So it's day six. It's like the middle of last week. Yeah. Gosh, it's a long time ago now, but it wasn't then, if you see what I mean. Here's Michelle. Well, it's early on day six, and I'm just... Um I've just been down, stood by the lake, and looking out. It's another beautiful day. Uh, absolutely glorious uh, conditions here. Uh, I suspect it might get a bit hot for me later, um, but uh, right now it's lovely. And uh, yeah, excited for day six. Uh, <laughs> you might hear the hesitation there. I am excited for day six. Uh, another day around the lake, another day of opportunities uh, to see what this body can do. Um, so we're just going to go get a few bits and pieces patched up and uh, I might even have a couple of paracetamol before I set off today. I think that's probably going to be a good plan. So more later. Well, it's, uh, I'm at mile seven now and uh, going up the hill that's known as uh, Devil's Gallop. It's very steep. Uh, run's been... Okay, so far, um, a bit mixed really, um, just really, really painful, left leg, um, the front of the leg's hurting now, uh, Achilles is mending, um, um, but I decided 
and yesterday I needed a serious plan for today because otherwise it just wasn't going to come out at all. So my plan for today is Dr. Katie has strapped my blackened toenail down and so it won't hopefully come off and uh, it's already loads more comfortable so my right leg I can ignore and um, I'd be quite happy if someone wanted to just chop my left leg off just now uh, but I'm hoping that improves as we go along and, and my other part of my plan was that I just needed some inspiration and some company and of course I always turn to run compound for that so today I've got all four of the London Marathon 2019 episodes lined up. I've listened to the first one already. I've <laughs> cracked up laughing at the whole forgetting to put condoms on you, <laughs> on your microphones, and so on. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty kipper actually, uh, given the, the level of pain I'm in is enough. I could quite happily have seen a six somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it's all part of day six in the life of a ten and tenner. Uh, lots of the others are facing their own issues today as well. So uh, we just keep moving forward uh, one tree at a time. Oh, we're just coming up on that at 18 and uh, literally been running with running commentary podcast in the background for the entire time at the London Marathon 2019 episode. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, it's, it's really done a trick. You know, it's, uh, it's taken my mind off the fact that I think I really would quite like to drop this left leg off. Um, so, although it's still hurting a lot, um, I haven't cried about it yet. I might have said a few words that aren't really appropriate for Vickers to use, but hey, never mind. <laughs> and um, I just feel really supported by the whole running, running commentary community. Before I set off this morning, um, I was mentioned in a tweet by one of the listeners saying how I was inspiring them. And uh, it, just, it just means such a lot that um, anybody's really interested. So thank you for that. And uh, I've carried that with me around the lake today. So thank you. I'm slightly... Have, have, we, have we got the days right? For yeah. Because I remember talking about her being at halfway last week. Yeah, yeah, but she hadn't... She was just about to get... Okay, cool. I've got a little bit of paper here. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's day six. And uh, you can... Uh, it's nice because we, we were very much featured in that one. That's All when right. uh, Michelle took our uh, marathon out with her. Right, But okay. not just us. She's really been appreciating all the messages from the uh, running commentary community. And that was before her last week contribution went out. So yes. it's just really nice to be able to help, to be able to be a kind of part of that, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Amazing out there. But obviously also sort of getting pretty hard. Yeah, she's... Uh, the conclusion remains that she's pretty tough, isn't she? Yeah, that's right. She, she, you know, she might not look, obviously hard yeah but she's obviously is that's right. the consistency of every day's effort yeah um is incredible and i yeah. think that's incredible too. it's just amazing i mean any one of us should really take the lesson from michelle how uh, how available imposter syndrome is to runners right you know yeah i often remember our friend uh, emily 
uh, who, you know, she's run a couple of ultras. Yeah. And she was the, I don't know if she said it in one sentence. Sure, she said something like, I'm not really a runner. I did 100K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah but yeah, we, yeah. That, that way of thinking yeah, it's comes very naturally. It's and bizarre, if you're ever in doubt, yeah. yeah, look at Michelle, because she's someone's like, well, you know, I'm not that strong. Yeah. You know, 10 and 10, marathon, marathon, run through the pain. Yes. All yeah, this yeah, incredible yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's go on with this. Get back to her on day seven. Um, and now she's having a tough time, but she liked day seven because of the weather. Anyway, we'll go over to Michelle. Michelle on day seven. So it's day seven, and it's um, quarter past five in the morning. And it's a Thursday, so that can only mean one thing. Um, that I'll be looking out around 12 o'clock for the latest Runcompod episode to drop. Um, I have to say I'm quite excited about that today because I know we've been making these recordings for Rob and Paul and uh, interested to see what they're going to do with them. <laughs> so that will be something to look forward to as I start heading back up the other side of the lake. I'm usually there around 12, 12.30 down at Newby Bridge. Um, so today I thought I'd tell you a bit about the life of a 10 in 10 um, so uh, for me, it seems to start at this time every day. Um, I, I wake up about half past one, actually, and then pretty much can't really go back to sleep. So I lie in my bed um, in the dark and just try and rest. Um, apparently that's quite common for ten antennas that they don't actually sleep a great deal. Uh, we think it's something to do with your body trying to repair itself and you, you just end up night your legs and your whole system's kind of tingling and humming and buzzing um, and uh, one of the, one of our most experienced um, athletes who really is an athlete, not like me um, Malk, he thinks it's to do with the blood rushing around to the bits that need mending so um, my body clearly needs lots of sorting out after each run uh, so yeah, 1.30am is my wake up time and uh, 5 o'clock is my get up time and I get up and make a cup of coffee and I get back in my bed and I've been posting a Facebook post in the morning about why I'm running each day and that's part of, that was part of my fundraising was asked people if I could run a marathon for them so lots of people asked me to do uh, run a marathon for various different reasons and actually it's really kept me going um, you know something sometimes you'd say oh it's quite hard to run for myself today but you know if I'm running in memory of someone else then that'll make me get around the lake and so so that's been lovely and a massive privilege and so I'm excited for today running for a a 10 in 10 club member and so yeah so I'll tell you more later on and but this is my start to my day anyway So it's um, quarter past six now and um, I'm just heading down um, all these steps um, to the hall and there's about 30 fairly uneven stone steps that we come down each morning and um, when I first came on the first day I looked at where we were staying and there is the option of going there's a slope as well on the other side but actually that's really steep and I ended up not choosing to use that at all really. Um, they were crazy making us go down all these steps but it is an important part of our recovery as it happens and I'm quite proud that um, on most of the days I've managed to do it without crying even though it's a little bit painful before you've gone to your first physio session um, 
So yeah, so I'm off down, down the steps, nearly at the bottom now. And then um, I go round to the front of the hall, have a little look at the lake, check in, see what weather's coming up the lake, and then go off to physio, uh, where the lovely Melissa will uh, have a look at my ankle and see what she can do for me today, and get all my muscles moving and things. And then it will be off for breakfast. Uh, so that will take me up to about 8 o'clock. So it's busy, busy, busy. So it's now quarter to eight and I'm on my way back across the front of uh, the hall to get some breakfast. Um, had a good sports massage on my legs and uh, a tape on the front and back of the left leg today. That's at the moment. Um, but uh, after some porridge it'll all be fine. So it's another um, little bit of a day in the life of a telling tenner. Um, I'm a mile into the run now. I still have a breakfast. Been back to my room, got all my stuff together. Spent some time stretching. Then we have a tea briefing. And left to the office near to 9.30 as we can. We came out of the hall today. And there were several low-flying aircraft. They're obviously uh, having practice today. Something that's quite come around here. Uh, but I've not seen as many as that before. And it's been right over the hall. Uh, so it's really exciting. Uh, you can probably hear they're still circling around now. Um, so got our own personal air show. Uh, the weather's due to come in pretty bad shortly. Um, so I suppose it could be. Uh, I don't know anything that's happening. <laughs> and as predicted, the weather did come in. Um, <laughs> quite epically really um, even for Lake District standards it was pretty It was pretty cool uh, the rain came down torrentially and uh, we continued to run uh, I absolutely loved it, I've trained in this I've, I've run 3,000 miles in training and most of those have been in the type of weather that we had today so I ran around the rest of the course with a massive grin on my face um, but some of the rest of the team are not used used to those conditions or, you know, just day seven generally is a difficult day for a 10 in 10 anyway, usually. And so one or two people really found today very difficult and very challenging indeed. Um, so we got back, quite a lot of us were really cold when we got back. Um, so you go, you come over the finish line and you have your recovery shake straight away. Once, as soon as you get over that finish line, it's all about a recovery. That marathon's gone, done, focus on the next day. So recovery shake, a voom fudge, recovery fudge, straight into our special room in the hall where we grab our kit bag, um, you, you dip your dibber in, get your time for your marathon, and uh, then off you go. Straight through, uh, I'm normally changing the downstairs toilets in Brede into dry clothes. Uh, put my woolly hat on, I get really cold um, when I've put in a massive effort. And I have to watch out for hypothermia even on a dry and warm day. So today, uh, my physio, Melissa and I were really speedy, getting on with uh, you know, doing all the business, getting through dry clothes um, Melissa goes and gets me some chicken nuggets that's been my lunch that I get from the kitchen and off we go to physio onto the spin bikes again 10 minutes on that and then upstairs um, and today it was under a duvet with my hot water bottle uh, and while she repairs the bits that I've managed to tweak or break 
Um, actually, it was really relaxing today, and I just lay there enjoying the sports massage while the men in the room screamed about having elbows in various places where you wouldn't normally put an elbow. So, uh, yeah, and then once that's done, you um, uh, get yourself back off to your bedroom. Oh, that's what I do anyway. I don't know what everyone else does. Uh, and that's when I tend to write my blog, do a blog, have a shower, uh, prepare everything meticulously. I've been putting everything in the same place every day. Um, so all the stuff I need for my marathon running. Um, so I don't forget anything, get my bag packed again, do all the business of, you know, administration, making sure you're ready, prepare your bottles to go in the boxes along the route. Uh, so you've got a drink at the different places where, uh, where we keep drinks. And then um, off down for tea and then a glass of wine in the bar and, and then back to bed to try to sleep <laughs> and off we go again. So yeah, that's it, a day in the life of a ten in tenner. It's quite epic, uh, <laughs> loving it all. She never seemed to sort out a sleep, did she? No, no. She never seemed to get that restful sleep that I was hoping that was going to happen around day six yeah, or seven. Yeah, I don't think you know? it does happen. I don't think it yeah. does. But that was at least she had a great relationship with the rain there. Yeah. On day seven, she... Uh, it you know hammered down yeah. as it will in the lakes, and uh, she trained in that. Right, and she just like it was just like uh, running at home, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is lucky. It's amazing what the body can get used to, isn't it? Stop doing that, sorry. And it's amazing, and uh, and we should talk about it. What happened in China? Oh yes, well, of course. So ultra, awful. I mean, just the ultra runners in China who. Uh, so if you don't know about this, yeah. They were hard in Gusan province in China, which is, you know, a long way from Shanghai. And uh, and uh, proper ultra running event. I think they're running a 100k maybe. I think so. I don't, and, uh, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. There but. was uh, 172 runners, so not that many, you know. Yeah. And they got caught in, they're in the mountains. Hostile conditions. And the weather just completely came in, freezing rain and hail. Yeah. And, I mean... 22 died. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's just awful, isn't that's it? That's absolute madness. It's it? a huge... It's a, yeah. it's a tragedy. It's a calamity. Yeah, I can't really is, get yeah. my head around it, you know, because yeah. I know that there was extreme weather and there in the mountains and stuff, but we've all run in events, you know. We're I running around... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 they'll find out afterwards, but it definitely shows how important it is to carry all your gear and we, we don't know to what extent that was no a lack of kit I mean obviously we, ju we just don't know but it just shows how important all that all that stuff that's yeah. a bit of a ball like to pack yeah. when you're doing an ultra yeah like, and, when, and, uh, just, and just in case of emergency you know exactly. I when mean it, just it's just uh, it's dangerous a, stuff isn't it I, it, re it really is those extreme events there was a there was a bit in the paper about this uh, shepherd who, looked, who found five runners and looked after them. Yeah. Because he had a cave. He's used to being out in the mountains. Yeah. If you're out in the mountains, it's, it's blistering hail. Yeah. You're freezing. And once you stop running, it doesn't take long to get really cold. No, no. And if you've run out of fuel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are. Just give you the scene. We're just at the uh, west end of Kensington Gardens, going between Kensington Palace on our left and the Round Pond on our right. It really is nice. It's gorgeous to up, isn't it? It's lovely to come into town, yeah. And a little bit of high ground, so you just get that. <laughs> it seems like a crass comparison. You've got that kind of Woodbury Reservoir yes, sense yeah, of water yeah, yeah. and sky as yeah. you get to this lane. 
not lame, but you know, what do they call it? They cut a kind of swathe to give I'm a sure view. They do some five k's around here, actually. Don't oh, they? sure they do. There's yeah. a palace. Lovely. That's opened since the last time I was here, I think. Beautiful. What, what's this place you're looking at? What's Kensington that? Palace. Right, okay. It's, so not the, it's not the best looking palace. Who stays there? Who's, is that? Oh, one of them lives there. One of them. Yeah. Who's here? <laughs> should go and ask. <laughs> Who's here? Who is Who it? you got? Which Who is one? It this week? Which, which one is it? <laughs> Hyde Park. So, yeah, really, nice really, um, obviously, it's very sad about Ron Hill, but he was had an amazing life and. It, it, it's easy to celebrate him, you know? Yeah. But no. that um, thing in China was just awful. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a. I mean, that's like one in six runners didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's utterly, enormous. utterly brutal. Terrible yeah. thing. Um, and in a way, I don't feel like we can necessarily cheer ourselves up by throwing to Michelle at this stage in her turn. <laughs> She's, that's asking a lot of her, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, over to Michelle. <laughs> so she's day eight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on um, and she did, she attempted a day in life yesterday in day seven, but now day eight she's realised that, you know, you can't do that much recording out on the course anymore. Right. And, uh, well, anyway, let's have a listen to her report from day eight and then we'll talk about it. Here's Michelle on day eight. Well, it's late on day eight, um, and it's been quite the 24, 36 hours, really, um, since the Run Compod episode went out yesterday. Um, life's been kind of really crazy, <laughs> and it's fairly crazy to begin with just now. So, yeah, um, how amazing. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, it's been put together really nicely, and what a great memory of this time this event um and i've had some really beautiful messages from people um which is just really kind and so thank you to everyone who's been in touch and people who've put donations on my just giving page as well it's just so appreciated um today's been really tough again you know it's, it doesn't get any easier I've, I've run eight marathons in eight days now um i'm so proud of myself I've, i feel like I kind of, I never say that I'm any good at anything, um, but right just now, I feel like I'm epic. <laughs> I've just run eight marathons in eight days. It does make you feel like you could just do anything you wanted to, if you put your mind to it. Um, and I've kind of seen running give me that before, um, but not just quite on this scale. And the fact that so many people are saying that they're inspired too, um yeah, that feels really good. So, um, yeah, I kind of got through the physio this morning. The ankle was sore, very swollen. It's getting really swollen now. Um, it's just fluid really, I think, coming to protect the bit that was injured earlier in the week. And then it's quite normal um, that people get swollen feet um, as part of this event, just from the constant pounding on the roads, you know, five or six hours a day. So um, there's nothing, there's nothing's broken or damaged. You know, I'm not doing permanent damage. The medical team here are fantastic. Um, Dr. Katie's right on it. She knows exactly what she's talking about. So although it's painful, um, I'm not doing any permanent damage to myself. I wouldn't be allowed to run if they thought that was happening. So um, it's just a case of cracking on today, really. Um, I enjoyed some of it. I found some of it really, really hard. Um, I think I managed to run fairly s steady. 11 minute miles, um, had a fight in my head, proper kind of marathon fight in my head about mile 18. 
um, got a bit cross and kind of shouted at the wall and said, go away, leave me alone. I've, you know, I've done eight marathons, I'm not hitting the wall anymore. I'm used to kind of what that feels like. Um, had a bit of something else to eat. And, um, yeah, got through it. And uh, at the finish line was a, a 10 in 10 runner that I ran for yesterday on day seven. Um, so that was pretty special. I've never met him until today. Um, so, yeah, that was a really nice moment. And uh, all my family have arrived now. Um, but they're in the area, in the Lake District. Um, my family from the Midlands um, haven't seen them since October last year. And even then, that was from two three meters away so um yeah they're going to be out on the course tomorrow supporting um and uh and on sunday as well and possibly even on sunday we might get a hug um but not until then because we're in a brave eight bubble until then um but that'll be really exciting because the last time i hugged my mum was in december 2019 so yeah that's not going to be emotional at all <laughs> Um, there we go. <laughs> and I think you was you were saying earlier on about how self-deprecating Michelle is. Even Michelle, I think, sort of glimpsed that. She said in that record just then, she's a very self-deprecating person. She was down on herself. Yeah. But on day eight, she felt epic. Oh, great. And I think it was the ultimate That's negotiation. Do you remember last week you were saying about looking to... Uh, Where's the real halfway point? Yes. You know, it's not going to be after five of the marathons. Yeah, 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 yeah. She got to the mile 18 mark on day eight and, uh, you know, really had a bad time, basically. That, that's sort of had like... a bit of a go at herself and that's stuff. That's really interesting because that's sort of like... That's like the... That is like the wall of the real... Of, of the actual marathon as well, wasn't it? 10 by 10's a marathon. Yep. That's sort of like the... 21 mile points yes of that experience you know how fascinating yeah. that acceptance that this is going to happen and the kind of sloughing away of i don't know feeling good about it i suppose so i so i i didn't get a chance to listen to this before it came out so did she really hit a psychological did she fall then yeah she expressed it as a as a negative but she really basically gave herself a big telling off right and a lot of this because she's so strong and transcendy yeah. um she tells the stories of having a terrible time out there on the course right but with a a chuckle and yeah. b an end of the story where she goes oh well i ignored it and i carried on you know what i mean right and, uh, and uh, she did feel epic so she did see that and I think that was, and I was listening to these, even though I knew the whole story. I was just thinking, I hope that's it. I hope that's as bad as it gets. And right. So it kind of was, kind of wasn't. <laughs> Here we are. It was the best. That was actually the peak of her mood over the next two days. There's another thing about the way she went, though, was that she was constantly stopping herself going fast. And the funny thing is, that didn't really stop, you know. The more pain she was in, right. the more patched up she was. She never stopped having that urge to just kind of get it over and done with, you know, to run faster, to get it finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. And I can a, relate to that. And a brilliant good-bad instinct, you know? And, and all the time well, she, was, curse. she was messing with a, a quite painful, swollen, forward-slash-grotesque ankle situation. Yes, that's wasn't right. Wasn't she? That was... Con that was 
But the best thing with a bad ankle is to run another six marathons on it. That's what you need to do, yeah. That's it. Well, I love that she started just describing it as just another lap. Yes. Just a little lap. That's right. Well, um, let's have a listen to, let's uh, just a report from after day nine. Here we go. Well, it's day nine. Um and it's um, quarter past six in the evening. I'm just about to head off down for my uh, lasagna, which I really feel like I've earned today. It's actually my favourite meal, so I've been excited about that all day. Um, it's become increasingly difficult to record things out on the course in the last couple of days. Uh, a couple of days before, it was mainly because it was so wet um, and it was I, I was just struggling with pain and things to, to manage the whole running a marathon, so I couldn't um, cope with anything else as well. Um, today I really wanted to kind of try and capture some little bits um, but there's just so much noise out on the course and um, I did make a couple of recordings and they're not going to be usable every time I started saying anything someone was honking their horn and I was whooping and forgetting that I was on headphones and you know so um, I've <laughs> had to kind of revert to just do a little roundup afterwards instead um, but it's been brilliant I am totally broken biscuits right now, as Gary Dixon would say. Um, but I've managed to get this body around that course for the ninth day in a row. And today I managed to go under five hours, just uh, 4.55. Uh, it was agony <laughs> all the way, pretty much. And really had to have a good talking to that central governor many times along the way, uh, using pretty much every trick in the book. Um, certainly all the ones that Paul and Rob have ever taught me and a few that I've invented myself in uh, 3,000 miles worth of training for this event. So the training's paid off so far. We've got one more day tomorrow. They call it the lap of honour. Uh, we'll actually be chasing down the Windermere Marathon. So um, there, normally we would go off an hour before the marathon, but because of COVID, the way they've had to set it up, the marathon is going off in waves between eight and, and half nine. And we'll leave behind the last runner of that at 9.30. Um, you know, I'm one of the slowest in our pack, um, but I might be able to chase down one or two people and see them along the way. So I'm uh, going to go marathon hunting in the morning. Uh, so that'll be exciting. And there you can hear a physically banged up Michelle. Yes. And a very happy Michelle who's had a lasagna and a very, very welcome wine. Yes, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then sat and had a chat with uh, Joss Naylor. Fell running legend. And she was so oh, amazed Joss. by him. She said, a man's a machine. Right. And just I'm sure all the listeners who agree with me, you think, well, Michelle, <laughs> yeah. so are you. Like a machine like yourself. <laughs> Josh <laughs> Famous. Here we go. Look out, mate. Get run over. Coming this way. Okay. It's it's a, uh, Actually, if they're coming in here, let's go around and go on okay, the soft cool. bit. Um, famous fell runner. Used to lips up live and run on the fells very very natural yeah athlete ran ran Possibly very fast very goat. old yeah for years and years and years yeah, yeah. and he was Absolute right there legend. supporting the tennis tennis yeah but it's part of that i think that michelle you know is one of that crew was like i can't believe he's here encouraging me it's like well that's that's what he's doing you know he's, yeah, he's yeah. on the team in that role yeah so it so. must be quite a nice feeling though you've got one to do you must get a bit of I wonder if you get a bit of that slight exhilaration that you get at 24 miles of the marathon where yeah. you know it's sort Absolutely. of eight, eight laps of the track left you've done this before you know yeah and I think this mile 18 on day eight factor 
is there? It's not because, you know, it's nuanced because it's not like there wasn't more drama to come. Yeah. But I really think deep down it's exactly that, that she knew. She knew she was going to get to the end. Yeah, yeah, that's You nuts. know, if, 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 or rather, if at all possible, she was, you know. Although she had, there was dropouts on. Someone dropped there out. There was a drop yeah. on day seven, wasn't there? And of course, dropouts are kind of physical because they had this very strong, t- you know, it's that weird extreme event patch-up job where they're like, well, you can run on this. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, though yeah. it's what any normal person would say, oh, I might. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to work today. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. But, but if it ever was a situation where they shouldn't run on it, they'd, they'd have pulled them out of the event. So. And of course, the longer you... The longer you go on, and the more painful it is to drop out. Yes, of course. And the more the other runners feel that as well. Yeah, you're sharing it? something all the time. As uh, our friend uh, Kevin was saying about getting, I think he dropped out in mile 95 of a 100 miler. Wow. And then he was sort of saying, I've never done anything over as far as 100k. It's like, well, you did, but you didn't. You know, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fur- like you say, the further you go, the more you- there is to lose, really. Yeah. Isn't this nice? Sorry, just to- it's beautiful. This, this is like a bit in- of a wild part of the park, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so, because Kensington Gardens over by the palace is very formal, but this northern bit, it's real woody parkland, isn't it? Yeah. And slightly less people, I think, because we're not in Hyde Park. It's yeah. the other side of the road, and we've got a lovely soft path going it's really nice, yeah. through the edge of the trees. It's somewhere I've very hey, rarely run. Talking of the Lake District, yeah. I just remembered something really wonderful that um, has happened to me. Go on then. Well, my, my son is, uh, it's quite weird the way they didn't really announce that he'd finished school. Right. Okay. <laughs> but he basically finished his GCSE exams, which at his school hey. were pretty much like GCSE exams, slightly early. Right. And they cut out a couple of topics. Yeah. But basically, it was two weeks of full-on exams. You know, and I think yeah. quite a healthy experience because you can focus. You know, another friend of his had like nine weeks of ongoing assessments. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is nice short-term, yeah. short-term goal sort of thing. Yeah. But at the end of the week, they didn't, the school didn't say anything. But apparently, I'm still not 100% on this, but as of Monday, he doesn't have to go to school anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's at home now, you know. Nice to know. Yes. In a, in a dressing gown until September. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway... We were working out like good things he can do so he doesn't get completely moulder and, you know, in a good way. He's allowed, yeah. he's earned the holiday, but you know, yeah. do good stuff with your time. So keep ticking over, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Anyway, I woke up the other day and my wife said, I've had an idea. Um, you and him, that's me and my son, Yeah. should go to the Lake District nice. for a few days. Why not? Yeah. Like during term time when it's, there's availability. Yes, yeah, 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 and it's nice and a che- bit cheaper. Yeah. And I said, uh, uh, oh, camp, yeah. And she said, no, no, go to that hotel we really like. And then That's nice. She said, I'll pay for it. That's so I booked, really so nice. I booked us in. Yeah, that's really <laughs> Within nice. about 10 minutes. That's great. I mean, it's going to be so good. I think that the, the first time I'm on a quiet fell side, yeah. it's going to be religious. Yeah, that sounds really I keep nice. remembering it and thinking, oh, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm getting married or something. It's, it's, it's a really big nice. deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, How's, have you... Uh, have you gigged yet? No. Right. But I'll tell you something else that's nice about that. I've got a few coming up. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, Adrian Cole's in Pool. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. my first stand-up gig. That's on July 10th. Right. Okay. And I've got a sort of me show, a tour show in Newington Green on September the 11th. Right. Okay. So and that's just gone on sale. So I should start plugging that one. Right. Right. Londoners. But uh, my very first time on stage is week after next, June 10th. 
I'm doing a storytelling show. All right, okay. And it's all tied in with my book, oh, that'd be um, which has just gone to print uh, in all good bookshops in August. Right. And uh, the publishers are also publishing a book by this uh, storytelling show, which is a bit kind of Desert Island Discs. People come on and they tell a story about yeah. a song which changed their lives. Right, nice. And then nice. they play the song. Nice idea. Yeah, yeah, and it's also very similar, just coincidentally, to the shape of my book, which is about... Which is about, um, you know, songs and runs. Yeah. And moments in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, the key thing about this is, my first gig back, I'm not expected to be funny. Yeah, that would be nice, but... It's going to be special. But it'll also be hard to resist the urge to be funny. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that thing of, like, being comfortable with that. Yeah, exactly. uh, I think it's a good... It's, it's exactly it'll be, that. It's it'll a, be really interesting, yeah. It'll make me try and pull me away from that, and that's what I want. Yeah. Just taking a photo of these fountains at Lancaster Gate. So, but I cannot wait. Yeah, that And I will fun. be doing some running up there, too. I did... Uh, I had a couple of gigs at the weekend. Um, I did one at Chiswick Headliners. Oh, yeah. Which was just venue. loads of comics doing 10 minutes. Yeah. And I did... 10 minutes of new stuff. Great. Sort of uh, COVID-y stuff, but not, nothing too heavy, just sort of observation stuff. Yeah. And then, the, the, and, and it was fine. But you Did follow- you get invited into the witch's cottage? That's where you went for those sweets, wasn't it? Lovely. Lovely. I wonder if she's going to pop, pop her head out the window. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, come on in. I've got Turkish delight. But I was following... my children's stories now. I was Go following on. sort of, you know, comics doing... Their absolute best ten minutes, right? Sort of old, old gear, polished, polished off and back again. Just so it was quite hard, in. but it was good fun though. Yeah, yeah. And then the following night, I did like. But I do think that your uh, your clown has a good instinct, knowing that sometimes going completely off script can be the strongest thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not necessarily weak. No, no, no. It go, was good. This is this. It was good. So it's that sort of interesting thing of how you want to. How you want to come back? I mean, as a comic, yeah. it's like the things you want to change. But yeah. it was still interesting and important for me to see guys doing their old stuff yeah. and getting really big laughs. Yeah, and that's very powerful yeah, well, for them and for the crowd and for everyone. Not really, because I'm not in that space. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was like no, it's easy for me to say because I haven't done it at all. But I'm very much in a place where I want to take the time to be me. And let people come to me, but that's, uh, you know, that's all going to change once I get behind the mic. Like yeah, you yeah, say. yeah. I mean, and, and then the second night I did, I did a gig in Sunbury, which was just a really nice small room. Gig on a Sunday that I wouldn't normally do in normal times because I don't like working on a Sunday, you know. Yeah. No wedge, etc. Yeah. But the experience was great, and I did my 10 minutes at the top, new stuff, then I did my set, and it was really, really enjoyable to get really big laughs in a small room. Yeah. And I came to the conclusion that um, there's going to be a very short window for COVID material anyway. Oh, yeah, no, I that's just, true. I just think people aren't going to be... No. They're not bothered. They're not, they're, they're, I mean, they're fine. And, and a good joke good. about it right now would be great. Yeah, they, they, they initially want to laugh to break the tension about this, all this stuff we've been through. Yes. But they don't want to sit in it too long. They don't want to go back. No, they want to get. They want to go on, and that was really important. Yeah. To realise, and there's loads of new stuff happening around my old stuff anyway. Yeah. And it was just really good, and I had that thing of when you do a good gig, 
and you feel really connected to everything. Right. And you can't sleep till half two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Just that, higher. Just really enjoyable, you know. Well, that's the interesting thing really about not being able to sleep, is apparently Michelle really made a peace with that. Right. Because the uh, <laughs> physios are saying on her day in the life of a ten and tenner, yeah. You know, she woke. She basically woke up at half one. Right. But <laughs> well, they were just saying that it's your my kids on Christmas Eve. One's body heals, you know. Yeah. Sleeping is normally resting, so you use your food to slow down your system. Right. You digest. You 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 replenish. I suppose I don't know brain cells. Yeah. Uh, resting muscle tissue, but when you've got damage, your body goes. No, forget sleep. We're going to pump blood around. We're going to do building tissue. That's really Because when the body's working hard, it's in the same mode as when the person who lives in it <laughs> is working hard. Wow. So apparently it's the tenor tenor experience. How fascinating. So almost as soon as she was done, I don't know if this comes up in this last record, but she like... Once she finished, she was like, I went to bed, I slept six hours yeah, straight yeah, through. Yeah, she got it right at the end. <laughs> yes. yes. But, um, well, let's hear from the very last the slice. The final stretch. The incredible thing. Day 10 and indeed day 11. <laughs> yeah. Lucky, I think was, oh, before we go to this, this I didn't realise, but they were calling the, the final, um, the 10th day, the lap of honour. Right, okay. And of course, it's a different energy because the Windermere Marathon is there as well. So it's a really good kind of change up. Right, nice. It's like exchanging presents every, presents every day for nine days and then waking up on the 10th day and it's Christmas. You yes, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's a really good gear change for everyone. But the people were saying, good luck on your lap of honour. And that was really, that was winding me up because I'm like, well, it's not lap of honour, is it? <laughs> and I mean, that's being pedantic. So I don't mind me, obviously, don't bother being pedantic, but it just seems such a missed opportunity for a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get yeah. to the end of the 10th one. So you're going to go around again to yeah. celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they did call it a lap of honour. And here is Michelle on that day. Well, it's day 10 um, and I'm feeling remarkably good, really. I guess um, we're back to being fuelled by adrenaline. Um, I've just been a little walk down the drive, familiarise myself with uh, how it all looks now because it's all uh, everything's kind of changed here overnight. There's all the race um, infrastructure's gone up, ready for the, the uh, Windermere Marathon. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. So I uh, just offer some physio, and then let's uh, go and do this. And so one final recording. I'm actually recording this on day 11, the day after it all ended. Um, and as I speak, I am lying on the floor in my bedroom uh, with my legs up the wall, trying to reduce the swelling in my left ankle. Um, day 10 was amazing. It was amazing. I, uh, I ran the Windermere Marathon. I ran it faster than I have ever run it at all before. I got a time of four hours and 42 minutes. I actually think at one point I was on for about 4.30, um, but I had at mile 18 a slight catastrophe in that um, something went pop in my left leg, and on the front of my left leg, and I stopped running. I couldn't run for a moment. I felt sick, uh, and I had a decision to make. Eight miles from the finish of this epic adventure, <laughs> the choice was stop and ask for help, at which point I knew I definitely could not do another eight miles on foot in any way, shape or form. Or take a deep breath and just run eight miles as fast as I could and get it over. <laughs> so yeah, you've probably guessed it. I uh, 
I took a deep breath, had a word, and uh, ran eight miles as fast as I could. <laughs> I think um, probably some people in Ambleside think that a lady might have had a baby. Uh, was... I'm really sorry if you were running the Windermere Marathon and I went huffing and puffing past you. It really was very sore indeed. Uh, so yeah, got myself round to the finish line, and as I came round the corner, there, <laughs> Crook Morris, my my team of Morris dancers, uh, spread out, socially distanced on the lawn, dancing a jig that we do, Ducklington, the Nutting Girl, and it was just amazing. <laughs> Crossing the finish line, I stood on the finish line. I said, "Day ten, baby." Uh, we've been doing that the last few days. My fourteen-year-old, we've been just winding her up because she told me off for writing it in a blog. Uh, quite near the beginning of the week so I've kind of been putting it out there since because <laughs> I'm a terrible mother and she was there and smiling and uh, yeah I got my medals given to me by my mum and my sister and my nieces and my son and daughter and my husband and we all had a cuddle it was really really nice and then I said to the race director, look, um, can, is it all right if I just go and have a quick jig with the Morris crew? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. So I uh, went over onto the onto the field, grabbed somebody's hankies and off we went. Did the first bit of a Ducklington jig together. Oh, I don't think I've ever done the capers so high. And that was amazing. I mean, I was, my foot was already broken by then, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to dance for a while with them. So I thought it's kind of now or never and I haven't done it for a year. So it was absolutely joyful. The whole thing was just exactly right for me. It was perfect ending. And I knew as I walked back to the physio room <laughs> that that was pretty much the end of it. And then, yeah, within half an hour, my husband was taking me to Barrow uh, to the A&E department to get uh, some x-rays and get it looked at. Um, it's a little bit inconclusive at the moment. Uh, it's very, very swollen indeed. They've given me a boot and some crutches and um, I'm a lot happier. Uh, there weren't any fractures on the x-ray that they could see. I'm going back on Thursday, um, but it's probably just some kind of soft tissue or just, you know, 262 miles in 10 days. and It's not been happy all week. It probably was just the final straw. So, um yeah, got back in time about um, eight o'clock to have a curry with uh, the team, the rest of the team that had stayed behind and uh, had a curry and uh, heard some of the speeches, got my slate presented to me by Joss Naylor, um, had a bit of banter with him. He said, I've got to come back and do it properly, i.e. finish it not injured. I said, um, I feel I have done it properly because I said if I could walk today then um, I hadn't tried hard enough. So <laughs> we had a bit of a giggle. I promised I'll do the Windermere Marathon next year and try and go a bit faster. Uh, so that's a deal. <laughs> and then, yeah, we went and had a couple of beers and uh, wine in the bar. Uh, and uh, getting back to my room wasn't as painful as it has been. <laughs> and I made it in one piece, uh, despite the crutches and the wine and the leg. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. All done massive adventure um excited to go home and spend some time with my family and uh, just get back to normal uh with a, a little bit of celebrity status on the side <laughs> so i hope you've enjoyed uh the journey with me and thanks for listening and thanks to paul and rob um for this it's it's totally been epic and uh and wonderful <laughs> so she did it she felt great <laughs> 
She got to mile 18. Oh, that's right, and she was going fast. Right. The fastest yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, running that course. 442, yeah. for goodness sake. Right, amazing. Mile 18 again. She got to mile 18, going well. And something in the front of her leg, to use her words to make me shudder, went pop. Right. And she had this moment where she's either going to, you know... Uh, Walk in. Vomit, sit down, yeah. call <laughs> and that's the end of that. Yeah. Or, she, and, and again, I'm quoting her here, get run to the end yeah. as fast as I can. Right. And she opted, she decided. Wow. wow. On the latter. Yeah, yeah. She's like, no, I'm going to do it. So on whatever, you know, Ron Hill style, we still pure, don't know exactly what's going on. Pure adrenaline determination. Exactly. Yeah. And she did it. And she got to the finish line. She got to the finish line with a big smile on her face. Uh, Morris dancing. And then crew. Morris dancing. Yeah. Morris dancing. <laughs> and uh, you know, because Michelle Vicar, teacher, runner, Morris dancer, and uh, she joined in. She gave her family a big tearful hug. And then the Morris dancers are there, and she thought she literally thought, well. I'm going to be badly injured, so I won't be more dancing anytime <laughs> soon. So let's do this now. Finally, I mean, we understand the, things, the mentality of the Morris dancer. The things you do <laughs> before you go to hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris, just quickly this <laughs> Morris dancing. Incredible scenes. Congratulations, Michelle, and thanks That's amazing. so much for sharing it with what us. What an experience, and she's pictures from A&E. And so just to be, put it right, we don't know... It didn't look like anything was broken. Yeah, she thought yeah. something was broken. We know a bit more about this because of Ella's fracture because there's no evidence of bones broken. Right. But it might be a stress fracture. So they're going for more x-rays. Yeah. But uh, she's in a boot. She's on crutches. She, uh, the swelling went down. She immediately felt better. It's worrying to hear about it, but she doesn't seem worried about it at all. She's preparing and, uh, for her next Morris Investigating dancing. to find out what happens next. Yeah. Um, uh, tomorrow. Yes. So we'll keep in touch online and we'll find out. But and what in terms of actual reports, we can, we can stand with shut down. Thank you so much. And what a great... It's been great to hear from us. And also, it's... Uh, Every now and again, it's something that could possibly return. I'm thinking on my feet here, but people on adventures. It's nice oh, to open yeah. it up, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's nice to open it up a little bit, you know. We've worked out exactly. Well, it's, uh, it's like we were saying about running, isn't it? We want to, we've talked a lot about getting back to having guests, but that could work in different ways now. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 2021, Paul. Anything it's forced us to uh, think a little bit differently about it. And, uh, and uh, Michelle came in with the idea. Of course, initially, we were going to go up. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't working. But um, I think there'll be some, I think I was there's some anyway. pressure <coughs> on us now yeah. to go and do the, at least the window. I don't think I could do the 10 in 10. I mean, I really think it's a lovely idea and you hear these things and respect to the people we're talking Absolute about. Absolute respect for people that People do adventure. this amazing stuff, but it is a, it's a decision. She's talking about over, we talk about overriding the central governor, but when the central governor is saying things like, your leg's broken. <laughs> That's a kind of life choice, isn't Stop it? Stop Morris dancing, your leg's broken. Go to hospital now. <laughs> My central governor has never said to me, stop Morris dancing, you've broken your leg. <laughs> but yeah, we were thinking, we, we, uh, if, we, if we can, we'll definitely be at that Windermere Marathon next year. Yeah. And I think, Michelle, if she can, we'll be too. I mean, because that, I mean, that's Joss Naylor said, come back next year and do it properly. Yeah, yeah. See, I personally, she was like, aha, oh, he means without injury. I'm like... That kind of bullish. That's um, but that's, <laughs> but, but that's a bit of like a like two year journey for her, isn't yeah. it? I mean, she's been training for a long time, then got injured and started again, and events cancelled, and there's all, yeah. been all kinds of drama. Well, this is that. the best thing about her strength is I now know that she's going to be strong enough to live through this bit, which is the bit after. Yes, woods, which is going to yes. be tough for everyone. No, I, I tell you what, what a come down. Yeah, I was, uh, I was. Uh, 
I was going to chat about that last week. I didn't really want to bring it up because we're in the middle of it now. But it's like a lot of people get it a little bit. I think you get it a little bit after marathons. Yeah, yeah. Bit, well, maybe a bit more than me sometimes. Well, I, don't know the because, I think it is because it's so, um, you know, for me, uh, we use this word a lot. But, and also we use it negatively about other people. So I will use it to make it fair. Yeah. For me, like doing the... Uh, uh, the London Marathon in particular because it's in the media in that way. Mm. Although having said that, we've done TV stuff up at Yorkshire as well. It's very performative and not in yeah. a selfish way, not in an egotistical way. It really ties in with the, um, with the uh, uh, fundraising and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the funny thing about it is that you, you build up to it for, for four months or whatever. Yes. And then suddenly a week before, the world knows it's happening. Yes. And yeah, then yeah. you go out and then just for a minute there, the whole world knows it's happening and you're at the centre of that world. And then you do it and you and finish then, and you go to the dinner afterwards and yeah, there's loads and of people. Yeah, and it's a bit like your joke yeah. about, about doing jokes about COVID. You get to the following Wednesday... Yeah. And you mention it online and you're definitely still feeling it when you go up the stairs and you realise that the world's forgotten again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is tough. It's like the Edinburgh know. Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, when and you come it's home like, and everyone's, yeah, it's, go, it's over. What are you on about? Yeah. yeah. A couple of got my old job, you know, the uh, um, theatre and education oh, two-person workshops. Yeah. Is, um, uh, oh, look, sorry. I think that's the, is that the top of the, no, it's not. I thought it was the, the furthest point and we could see it in the distance, but it isn't. So ignore that. Um, in my old job, two guys did a great show, sort of semi-improvised show mm. with, with teenagers, and they did a really, really good one. And, uh, and, they, uh, and then they ran over to sort of wave everyone out of the door. It's just in a, in a school, you know, big yeah. classroom. And, uh, yeah, my friends Roland and Duncan ran to the door, and they got to the door and said, we are, we are absolute rock stars to these guys now. Yeah. They, we are legends. They love us. And they went out, they shook their hands, they went out the door, and then the last few came, got their bags, and the teachers went. And by the time the last people left, they said, and now we aren't. They yeah. don't. It's over. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's totally. does not last. And that's so fine. You know? some, yeah, it's just, it's just sinking back in. You create, you create drama, don't you? Yeah. And that's what, you know, and all, I mean, ten, 10 marathons in 10, 10 days, it's just, this is an experience that... Only Michelle can really understand. Yes, because she's, right. she's the. But only, a little bit I mean? like you try and you try and explain it, you try and describe it, but it's you can't share it. Can't share. Although yeah. having Amazing. said that, she's Amazing. done her best. I think oh, that she's her, done brilliantly. her, she's done her audio diary is is up there with our marathon uh, record in terms of some insight into what the hell that would be like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So well done, Michelle. Well done. Uh, good luck with the X-ray tomorrow. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.